When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello everybody, welcome back to Toastgirls Podcast. My name is Sybil today, I'm joined by Jake. Say hello Jake. Hello mate, how's it going? Very well mate, very well. We've had a break, we've had mm-hmm. a break, we've had a break of about, probably, probably about a month. Been doing various Things things. Like Obviously, that, <laughs> I don't, we didn't see the point in coming back every sort of few days just to update you and that, because it's, it's actually been a fairly slow window. A lot of business was done like, it felt like early on and then, you know, we, we, we thought we'd come back for the sort of, the bigger movements or, or, or bigger sort of stories. Um, I'm missing the football now. We've known each other for a long time, Jake. You know, this, yeah. is, this is around the time I start to get a little bit like bit itching to, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I don't have a whole. I have some hobbies outside football, but not not a whole lot. And they tend to get a wee bit boring um, after a while. But you, you, you've enjoyed the break, haven't you? Do you know what, mate? I have, and it, it's been a it's been a strange one because normally I'm like you. I, I hate the football break and it not being on. But like I've said to you in, in the in the group chat, you know, I think after the last six months of, of being a Liverpool fan and, you know, having blood pressure through the roof, it, it's quite nice to just not have to worry about Saturdays or Wednesdays. It's it's nice to just like have a bit of a break and let my blood pressure come back to a normal <laughs> a normal sentence before it all starts again in, in yeah, four, you needed four or five weeks. So yeah. You needed um, it for your health sake. Yeah, I absolutely did, mate. But I, I am a, I am also, you know, it's the itch is starting to come back for football now as well. Yeah, it's getting that time and it's like you could kind of see it on the horizon. It's like, oh, yeah. it's not long now. The fixture yeah. list is out. You yeah, know? exactly. I think that's for me. But when the fixture list comes out, I think, right, okay, we're not long. We're in the run-in now. Yeah. Um, right, let's go over some stories. I think we should, obviously, both Liverpool fans here. Um, I'm the tourist fan. You are the, the genuine one. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll, we'll talk about some some major movements uh, in Liverpool. Sadio Mane departed, and obviously this isn't news to anybody. This is this is old news by this point, but we've not had the chance to talk about it on a podcast. Mm. Sadio Mane departed. Uh, in comes Darwin Nunes. Uh, what is initially? What are your thoughts? Um, obviously, it's always sad to see players leave, especially someone of Mane's quality. I mean, we all know how good he's been over the last six years. 
arguably Liverpool's best player. You know, a lot of people will point to Salah uh, and, and say that he is. But I had a conversation with someone the other day and, and, and we both sort of agreed that when Liverpool have almost needed a hero recently in the last few years, Sadio Mane stepped up to the plate. He's he's almost been the one that we look at for those last-minute winners and he's those crucial goals. so many important games. So He's had such he really an influence on this football club. Um, and, you know, he is, he is a fantastic player, but out of the two, if one of them was going to leave, I always had the feeling it would be Mane. Um, you know, sadly, I wouldn't say he's under... Oh, underappreciated is not the right sort of term, but... You know, compared to Salah, it's always going to be hard when you when you're up against someone like Mo Salah who does get the numbers ultimately, isn't it? Um, and 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 the sort of the glory. Um, but you know, I think it was always going to happen. We were always going to is always going to go at some point. It's never um, going to last forever. Exactly, that's mate. That, that's something that I think a few people have commented on. The front three of, of Firmino, Salah, and Mane has been unbelievable. Most, su- for... most successful front three there's ever been in a Premier League. And it's interesting now exactly. that we, we, we talk of front threes, where it used to always be striking partnerships. Uh, when we were growing up, it was always a striking partnership, is what you talked about. But now it's so common as a, as a front three as a concept that that is, the, that is the modern game. And yeah, there hasn't ever been a more successful front three than, than this Liverpool one. Yeah, no. I agree with you. I mean, especially these days, you know, you look at the numbers, I think it's over, you know, nearly 400 goals between the three of them. And that's just ridiculous considering it's been, what, four, five, six years when they've all been together. I mean, it's in, it's insane. And, you know, and they have won all the trophies they can win together, which is, you know, when people used to talk about, you know, Gerard and Torres as, as a, a great Premier League front two, you know, everyone would always go, yeah, but they never won anything. So, it sort of nulls your, your argument straight away. Whereas yeah. with these three, you can straight away, you can go, well, they've won a Premier League, they've won the Champions League, they've won all the domestic competitions, the Super Cup, the Club World Cup, you know, they're, they're in that conversation now. Um, it was always going to happen. They were always going to split up. That's part of football. It's part of life. It's what happens. Players move on. No one's bigger than the club. All that jazz. It's sad that he's going, but I'm happy he's going to someone like a buy-in where we're only going to potentially see him in the Champions League, yeah. in the in the latest stages, you know, if he'd have gone to say a Man City or someone like that, obviously I've been a lot more devastated. Um, but you know, all good things must come to an end. But we've replaced him with uh, Darwin Nunes, who looks like a a great player from what I've seen. Um, you know, I was at the Benfica game where he, he did have a fantastic game, um, up and down, and, and caused caused us all sorts of issues. And you know, scored himself a nice couple of goals. He looks like the real deal, mate. So we'll see what Listen. happens with him. The last time we took the top player out of Portugal, we, we got a Louis Diaz. Exactly. You know, and uh, Darren Nunes, as far as I was aware, was only really second to or close to Louis Diaz in form at the time when we took Louis Diaz. So mm. we now took um, the top player of a league. Okay, there was a lot of people chasing, a lot of clubs, sorry, chasing the, the signature yeah. of Darren Nunes. Uh, I'm very glad that Liverpool secured a player like that. Um, I'm very much of the, uh, no malice towards Manny. Um, I think he was, no, he was no, a fantastic servant to the club, and if he wanted to go, I think that was completely up to him. I am disappointed the, the the comments that came that came out before the Real Madrid final. Yeah, and uh, and I don't know if that influenced Liverpool at all. Um, and that final, I don't like contract sagas. I'm not a fan of them at all. No, uh, this is and, why the, the, uh, the seller I, I, one's been particularly disappointing. I'd rather see, I'd rather see him go. I'd rather see him go than go through this year's contract saga. I think mm. it's hard for a full team 
to focus when it's just all the news is just concentrate about contracts, constantly mm. about contracts and what will happen if he goes and who who they need to replace. When the thing about the thing I think reason that, that Liverpool had so much success with the front three of Bobby, Manny, and Salah is they, they were settled. <laughs> you know they were settled. They were Everybody in the team contracts. Yeah, long term, and and the team had a vision. Um, I would honestly rather see Salah go than, than have another year of um, a contract saga. To be mm. to be perfectly honest, do you uh, think he goes? Yeah, yeah. You, yeah I just don't do think, think we let him go on a free. Uh, I would I, obviously if if you're choosing, you'd rather see him go for money and, and have it reinvested. But I just don't think Liverpool are going to break the the wage structure and and, and give Salah what he could get at a different club. Mm. Liverpool is not is is it's. it's it's not ran ran by a state. It's not ran by you know companies that are not really interested in profit. It's more about reputation as the mm. currency they're trying to gain through owning football. Obviously, this is this is owned by Family Sports Sports Group. This is this, these these are organisations that are set to you know acquire sports teams and, and use them as, as business models essentially. So mm. you're not going to have players that are on sort of that that. I think honestly, Salah could go and get five hundred thousand pound a week. Elsewhere, mm. I really think he is. He's probably worth that. I don't think he's going to get anywhere near that Liverpool. I think even 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 conservatively on the end of sort of three fifty, that that shatters Liverpool's wage structure. You know, um, he's he's obviously right now. I think he's still the highest earner. Him and Van Dijk, mm. um, around about the two hundred mark. But I just don't see them going. You know, one hundred and fifty beyond the top players yeah, it's, already. It's a lot of, it is a lot of money. <clears throat> it is a lot of money, and and like you said. You also have to think about is, you know, do, do other players have in their contracts that they they match the highest earner? So it's not just the salary one you've got to think about. You know, does well, Van Dijk does Van Dijk immediately have a, a, a in his Van contracts? Dijk, yeah, exactly. You know, they they they're top players in their positions in the world, and and they would be massively in demand from from any clubs. And you know? so I think as soon as there's a player making one hundred fifty thousand pounds more than them a week, mm. uh, then then their contracts are immediately thrown into question. And that's just why that is that is my reasons why I don't think um, that Salah will be a Liverpool player come the end of his contract. That's that's you know it's, it's what I love about Firmino because you never hear anything like this with Bobby. Such know. a professional. There's no, there's no. His agent doesn't come off and, and you know and, and talk about he wants more money. You know, if he's not playing, he doesn't sit and whinge. You know. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to. Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If he's not playing well, he, you know, all he says is, I can I can try, try my best and keep trying. And, but the thing with Firmino is, you he know... He's never, never you know, not know, playing he, well. You're never not a, playing well. <laughs> you're going to get an average of seven out of him anyway. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's... 
he, he's what he, like you said he's he's a consummate professional uh you know he he, he works his, his 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 ass off for the team and and you know what you're going to get from him and he doesn't wound he doesn't moan he, he's one of them you know he always turns up to training it's it's all the classic sort of stuff isn't it you know um but ultimately you know he's doing it because he loves the game and he he loves the club so yeah, huge fan of Bobby. I got Bobby, yeah. you know, staff. Something oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we should move on from Liverpool, though, and it, it mm. was definitely interesting to, to kind of go over our thoughts with that. Um, I think we'll go over to uh, the immediate rivals, because uh, <clears throat> Manchester United, not any big incomings this summer so far. Uh, in fact, have they made any big in- like? I don't think they've made any even, signings yet. Um, even a youngster or something, I don't know. I've not, not kept too close, obviously. Um, for context, I have been in the hospital having a wee bit of surgery. I'm fine, <laughs> but I was out of it for a little bit while and I, I am just coming back this sort of week and getting caught up in the news. But it looks like coming out today that Cristiano Ronaldo is going to stay and this does surprise me. I feel like this... that that. Ten Hag could have laid down a marker by getting rid of him. Yeah. You know? Laid down a marker by getting rid of him because that's... When Pep and Klopp came in, they they laid down big markers by getting rid of players that people didn't really expect to be rid of. Like, Joe Hart, I think, when Pep came in, was, was one of the top keepers in England. He was regularly selected for international. Pep came in and, and immediately, no, you're not for me. Uh, mm. Tried a few different things. Uh, Klopp Benteke just been signed for thirty odd mil- million. Not you're not you're not for me. Yeah. You know? And I think Ten Hag could have come in and uh, and and just been like, right, I don't understand what you've done in the game, but this is this is a long term project. I don't see a long term project with a thirty seven year old striker. Do you know? Um, exactly. Because it, if you if you could be a rotational player and do a sort of Cavani type role where he just you know useful. Sort of coming in for mm. a European game or coming in when covers needed, but you know, he needs to start every game, otherwise, it's just the atmosphere, it's not it worth seems, it, <laughs> yeah. You know, it's I honestly don't think he's worth the, the, the drama that, that comes with him. I know he had a great return and he was really, really important to the success at Manchester United, but uh, from 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 what I say success, I mean the, the fact that any sort of wins he was key to, <laughs> yeah. I, mean. I, I, I should. Probably be clearing what I mean by caveat, success. Caveat yeah, because yeah. um, he, he always did play a key role for them um, last year, but I, I just don't think it's a way forward for them. No, I'd have to agree with you. I, I, I sort of the the neutral fan in me expected him to leave, um, quite simply because, like like you said, it, you know, Ten Hag's come in wanting to build a, a long term project at United, and you can't do that with a thirty seven year old striker who's on. God knows how much money Ronaldo's Stupid on. Stupid money, probably. Um, I, I, I thought he would leave, but then at the same time, I didn't think he'd leave because who's he going to go to exactly? Who's going to pay his wages when he's you know thirty-seven years old and I'm wanting four hundred thousand pound a week? Who needs no one out there? No what one. Big, no one. That's the thing. Like, what what yeah. big club actually really needs him? Exactly. Like, really needs him. You know, there's there's no one you could probably sit there and say. He he can go to he could go to them realistically. Um, even Madrid, you know, they they wouldn't take him back. I don't think uh, they play a different sort of. They're looking to try to do something different, and they they have an aging squad anyway. So bringing back a thirty-seven-year-old wouldn't wouldn't help that. Um, obviously, he'd never go to Barcelona. PSG wouldn't go there. I mean, they've got a ridiculous amount of talent anyway. So so where does that leave him? He, you know, there was rumours, wasn't there, initially before he went to United that that City would get him. But I think that was, you know, a bit. That's of out the window now. That was, that was him. That was leverage for him. 
you know, to mm-hmm. go back to United. That's all that was for me. I, I, I sort of knew he would stay because, like I said, you know, no one's going to pay his wages outside of of Manchester, effectively, and I don't think he would go to Man City um, out of respect for the club. Yeah. It's a strange one. I think as a Man United fan, I, I if I was a Man United fan, I probably wouldn't be worried, but I'd be questioning why no one has been even really linked. I mean, they've been linked with Christian Eriksen. I think that'd be a good signing, but is he what they need? Probably not. Plays the I exact mean, same position as... I mean, I think he did play a wee, a wee more of a central midfielder role for um, Brentford. They, they did really, but he had a lot of defensive players, big physical yeah. players around him. I don't think Manchester United have the player to facilitate both an Eriksen and a Bruno Fernandes playing in front of him. No, um, I'd agree with you. I think, you know, we've spoken enough about Man United last season about what they needed, um, but we're still it's, here. It's obvious. It's, it's clearly they, like need, they a... need spinal players. They need players through the middle of the pitch. They need centre-backs. Exactly. They need centre-back, a, defense, a good midfielders. defensive midfielder. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, you see a Basuma go to Spurs and you think, well, that's kind of a... That's a player that signing. would have been a... a, a an ideal signing for a Man yeah. United, you know? It doesn't even go for massive money, 30-odd million. Basuma yeah, it was not, not a lot of money. Um, I did, you know, again, like you said, Basuma, it's a player you think, you immediately think of and think, oh, it's a, ultimately, he's a Man United player. You know, he's big, he's strong, he's fast. He, he, you know, he's everything that you need in that midfield because that's what they've been lacking in that midfield. They've been lacking pace. They've been lacking someone who can put a tackle in, you know, who can shoot, who can pass the ball. And they haven't, they haven't done that. And, you know, no centre-back again that they're linked with. Really going to go into another season with Lindelof and, and Maguire as your two centre-backs. Varane, obviously. Varane's injured, bit... injury-prone, do you know what I yeah. mean? And he didn't exactly set the world on fire last season. Um, no, he had the through no fault the of his season own. of his career. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I mean, even a striker... <laughs> they have they, they they need a new squad. I think personally, there's very few players in that squad that I would keep if I was the Man United manager. Um, oh, obviously I'm not. And what I system is he going to play? Is he going to go at a back? Oh, I think you know, like the talent at Manchester. If you're not going to have a stable midfield, you need to play with a back three, don't you? Hmm. If you're not going to have that extra man in midfield that's able to make the challenge and 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 move the yeah. ball. You're going to need to play with a back three, you know? And obviously, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer did that for a little bit of a total necessity. necessity. Mm. Um, and and then obviously referred to his counter-attacking system, which didn't work terribly. It wasn't obviously the, the, the system or tactics or formation that you'd expect from a top-tier club. But And I think they got, obviously, Ralph in just to... They wanted that pressing sort of top-level style football that just... The, the players were absolutely the players were not gonna, yeah they were not going to adapt yeah. to a system like that um, so I don't know I really don't know what it's going to look like if they get Ericsson mm. I think that is a good signing just because it's a good player. I mean if I was Brentford I'd be breaking a bank to get him well I believe that that he's basically he's been he's been told well the options for him is Brentford or United but I, can I think not, I can a, honestly opening, I can honestly there was a conversation I, for Spurs. Yeah, I can honestly I don't see think him saying at Brentford, yet. personally. Um, well, like he's, he's loved at Brentford, you know, yeah. and it's and it's London. Yeah. And he can live in London, that. which he likes to do. Um, so there's a, there's a case. I don't think it's set in stone that he's going to Manchester United and hmm. Bruno Fernandes would probably see that as a big threat. I mean, people will, if they cast their minds back, they'll probably remember Ericsson playing on the left of a, a front three for Spurs on occasion. Hmm. Uh, but I just, uh, I don't know if, 
that's I don't think he's that player anymore. Game. I don't know. If that, he's moved on from that sort of type of player. Uh, but he offers so much. He offers so much. The <clears> dead ball situation. How important he was for Brentford near the end of the season. Yeah. Um, really prevented them from getting into that relegation strap and they've been about through a difficult period. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree with you. Right. Um, Vincent Company took part, uh, took, is, took charge of uh, Burnley as well. That's obviously a wee bit old news. That was one. <laughs> now, Danny, actually, I don't know if it's, it's a risk by Burnley. Um, I wonder. It's, it's a massive risk, I think, yeah. in the Championship. Um, to get someone in with no experience, not to even mm. play in the Championship, um, yeah. I think it's, it's a big risk, but we'll see if it pays off. Well, yeah. um, speaking of Burnley, Nick Pope to Newcastle. Fantastic signing. Superb mm-hmm. signing. Just exactly what they needed. They needed that sort of step up. I think who, who they got down to Bravka, Car- yeah. Carol uh, Darlow, I think his name is as well, obviously. Um, I've not seen a lot of for a while. Um, and yeah, this is a clear upgrade. This is the this is the signings Newcastle keep making. Smart signings. Just clear upgrades. Just clear yeah. upgrades, obvious upgrades. Have they signed Matt Target on a, on a I think yeah. they did. He's yeah. a permanent, yeah. Yeah, 21 million. That's a clear upgrade for them. Mm-hmm. It, suits, uh, it suits the style of play. Uh, and they're linked to the, the, the young forward from Lille uh, as well. I think if they get them, obviously they need that because Cal Wilson isn't your sort of 38 game striker. <laughs> yeah, he's not going to. So he's they not going to get. You're lucky to get eight out of him at the moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's a shame. He's such a good, he's such a good forward as well. Yeah. So he's just played there. It's a bit like Danny Ings as well, I think. Him and Cal Wilson, they fall into that bracket. Very talented English strikers that, that yeah. just happen to be a bit injury prone. Yeah, shame really. Uh, but yeah, a, a great signing for Newcastle. Uh, but we should talk a bit about Chelsea. And I'm just seeing right now, 18 minutes ago, could could Neymar be heading to Chelsea for the papers? Um, bit of a stretch. I mean, no, I don't think so. I mean, well, I mean, you can never rule anything out. In you never rule anything out. And Chelsea have made big, big sides in the past. Obviously, do you know what? You, the only, the only thing I can see with this, if it, if that is true, I mean, I don't know how true these rumors are, but step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. You know, new owners coming in and making a statement. We see it all the time. Abramovich, when he came in, you know, signed everybody. Yeah, um, everybody. You know, City, when, when they got taken over, immediately went and signed, you know, Rabinio. Big yeah. statement signing didn't work out, but you know, broke the bank, showed everyone that they mm-hmm. were serious. And if Chelsea want to be serious, I mean, is there, you know, it's, he's in the top five, arguably most famous footballers at the moment. So you know, that'd be an interesting one. Um, but for me personally, I, I can more see uh, Sterling going to Chelsea. If that's what I could if, actually see, if the rumours are true. You know, Sterling's not first choice for Man City anymore. Strangely for me, because I think he's, while he isn't the best finisher, he's always he's always been there for City and he's always been the one that sort of gets, you know, 15 plus goals a season, even if he mm. is in and out of the side. Yeah. Uh, you know, London, 
that's where he's from. He, he imagined he would like to go back at some stage. And if they're offering the same sort of wage structure that he would be getting at City, which I imagine uh, yeah, Chelsea would is. offer, um, expect him to. then, you know, I think I think the Sterling transfer is something that, that really could be interesting. It'd be a strange one from City to, to strengthen one of their rivals, you know, and to, and to weaken themselves, you'd think. Um, especially with the news that, you know, Gabriel Jesus could be leaving as well, you know, to lose two attacking options. I think options. that's very likely. Yeah. It looks like Spurs and Arsenal are gonna gonna battle out. I think Arsenal is the is the Arsenal are the leading contenders. The leading they? contenders, but obviously Spurs have Champions League football. Yeah. Uh, so it does make Spurs very appealing. And obviously Conte, they have a top manager as well. So yeah. Champions League football and a very impressive manager is a is a big draw. So we'll see we'll we'll see where he ends up. But I, yeah. I do expect Jesus to to depart in the summer. Um, let's talk a bit about um, you know, should I Chelsea? What did it need? So obviously, Lukaku saga, I think, is just <laughs> insane. You know, it's insane. Uh, we both we both predicted success for Lukaku at Chelsea <laughs> in, a, in a pre-season before last season, obviously. Um, and we, <laughs> both proven wrong. very wrong. Yeah, <laughs> not only wrong, he's like completely wrapped, taking a pay cut to go back to Inter. Yeah. What kind of message does this send to people, by the way? Like, you know, if if the going gets tough, you get going. You just know, quit. yeah, <laughs> it really is, isn't it? It's you know, if it doesn't succeed, just quit. Yeah, <laughs> go go somewhere else. Um, go somewhere where it's easier. Pretty much what he's effectively said, isn't it? You know, it's 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 almost like too much like hard work here. I'll go back to Italy and score thirty goals a season and sort of be comfortable there. Yeah, that'll do me. Um, you know, it's it. Inter are a massive side, but you know, arguably they're not. You could say nowadays they're not. They're not as big as Chelsea. Uh, I know Everybody historic, knows, like, obviously, AC, I know historically, AC Milan are winning the league with a forty-year-old Latin up front. You know, I know. I don't, I don't know if he's starting every game, but that league is not the, the top tier in Europe right now. Yeah, it's not. It's not the Serie A of the nineties anyway. No. Um, <laughs> so if he wants to go there, like fair enough. But you know, I think, especially when a club is showing as much faith as to splash out. Just shy of a hundred million pounds, that it makes no to difference. bring him back as well. It's not like it's the first; it's the second yeah. time we signed him, and you know, there was some big expectations on him. I think to prove people wrong from the last time, you know, to show mm-hmm. them that he had matured as a player, and you know, he had grown. And the United saga was, you know, it was just the wrong club for him. Mm-hmm. Um, but ultimately, he's proven that maybe it is. It is just his attitude. No, I think definitively um, it is him, and it is, it is that simple. It's a player problem and not and not yeah. a club problem, you know. If he can't, he was desperate and, go, and the fact that he made so much noise so soon after signing for Celtic, the did, first yeah. first little speed bump, mate. The first little speed bump where he was like, "This, I would really love to go back to it and stuff yeah. like that." It just uh, that Chelsea must just be absolutely kicking themselves that that they they ever thought that this man was the answer to. <laughs> To, to whatever problems but yeah I think so he's Chelsea, going back it's a loan I don't think there's any obligation to buy or anything like that Um, it's, he's took the pay cut to make this happen Yeah, I think Chelsea make about 7 or 10 million pound obviously minus the wages that they'd pay him so you up that to maybe like they're going to make 20 or something 20 odd million they'll make off this Yeah, which just recovers a fraction of the 100 that they spent on him it is. <gasps> it's crazy isn't it but you know Chelsea historically 
since Abramovich has come in, arguably, apart from Drogba, have had a problem with strikers. You know, they can't see, yeah. and, and, and maybe Diogo Costa, they can't seem to find a striker that, that works for them. Um, and, and I think that's why they're maybe looking at a Sterling to change mm-hmm. the system. Like you mentioned beforehand, before we started the podcast, you know, maybe that they're going to look at that Havertz through the middle again and, and, and almost emulate City and Liverpool in that, you know, fluctuating front, front three where all three of them can play anywhere, you know, and yeah. they really cause problems um, for, for defenders. And I think that's probably what they're best doing. I think that's what Tuchel will, will want to do. You know, traditional number nines, I wouldn't say they've died out because there are still some fantastic number nines out there, but they've got to be, they've got to have other things in their game now. They're not just a number nine anymore. It doesn't quite work, especially at the top teams. It doesn't quite work that way anymore. Yeah, there's the exceptions to the rule. And those, those are like your Lewandowski's and your Cristiano Ronaldo's who are just yeah. goal scoring machines, but they have to be to justify. Yeah. Being, being in that position, you exactly. know, and um, you know, you look at you look at City and you look at Liverpool, and you see this. That by no means like out and out centre forward. You see them coming back into mid midfield to recover the ball. You see them out in the wing. You see them making crosses and stuff yeah. like that. And, you know, and it's it's not a case of like find a long pass to the big man so he can hold it up and and wait for support and stuff like. There's just none of that. The support's already there. The build-up's there. It's a slow build-up and stuff like that. And I think that's the way Tuchel will, will want to play. And I think yeah. Havertz, I think, why is what is why he became his man near the end of the season. Yeah. Um, and, I, yeah, I think that's probably where they're going to go from. I mean, we even talked about a potential Lewandowski to Chelsea and what that would look like, considering. I mean, it could happen. It could happen because... Um, Barcelona, I think, have offered about 35 Bayern. They're still saying that's, that's not enough. Um, I think it's enough for a for a striker of Lewandowski's age. who's only got a year left. He's only got a year contract. left. Yeah, you know, I think I think that's enough. Um, but I could see him go to Barca. But like, if I was Chelsea, and I, they wanted an out and out goal scorer. What better man than someone who's you know scored fifty, forty eight, and like forty nine goals in the last three years or something yeah, ridiculous yeah. like that? So every season for yeah <laughs> for what it seems like years. <laughs> um. Yeah, I think uh, I think they've got. A, I think the the Lukaku just the, the Lukaku situation just causes so much problems for Chelsea because, like, they they will recover a little bit of money from loaning them out, but mm. then you're missing a player from the squad. And you need to, you need to solve that problem. You need to go out and get a Sterling. You need to go out and get from what I've seen in the papers a Neymar <laughs> to, yeah. to to replace that player. So they're not really recovering any money. I think they're just taking a, a total. This is going to end up a total almost hundred million pound loss yeah i um, imagine it will be i don't think they'll make any of that much of that money back definitely not. yeah so it'll be an interesting one there'll be more transfer news and i think we're going to come back soon mm. as well uh, but it's good to be back here good to be back it is pod, mate. always good to talk <laughs> yeah yeah um thanks very much for, for the listeners i hope you've had a good um off season <laughs> um, and yeah we will be back obviously but as soon as the season starts we're, we're back to every day um, and, and we're going to be every every other day in the lead up but until then cheerio bye Sports Social Podcast Network <laughs>